Whatever, Dave. Whatever, Dave. Whatever, Dave. Okay, say yeah, Dave. Whatever. Whatever, Dave. It's the Whatever Dave Radio Network. Wherever fine podcasts are ignored. Yo. It helps if I turn on my mic. Whatever, Dave. Well, we're kind of back. We're short one two, rich. Two thirds back. We're short one rich Meister. And uh, I have to say, last I saw Rich, I was coming into work. Usually we get in about the same time, but uh, I see him in the uh, I, I see him in the parking structure, and he's slightly on edge with a bloody eye. And uh, what? Yeah. And uh, I gotta say, I've been uh, fielding worried phone calls and text messages and media inquiries, and uh, so I thought. I would put everybody's mind at ease. And uh, what do you say we get Rich up on the horn, Dave? Yeah, bring him up. Uh, Richard, hello. Wow. What, what happened, happened, Richard? Been feeling all those calls and texts. I'm, I'm touched. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, well, I use it to our advantage. I said, if you want to know how Rich is doing, make sure you listen to whatever Dave tonight. <laughs> That's good. There's never a wasted opportunity for some solid promotion. Well, and I got to say, Rich, I, I, I have to be honest. You told me what happened and, and what was ailing you. However, you know, it was a slightly jarring scene uh, seeing uh, your friend with a uh, slightly right. disfigured swollen eye. And I was kind of <laughs> talking to you and, and, and trying to assess whether you could drive yourself to medical attention under your own power. So uh, I just kind of made something up about you waking up in a uh, pool of your own blood. But uh, why don't you just te- why, why don't you clear things up? Well, first of all, you did everything right, and uh, I fully endorse that story that you've been sticking with. Yeah. But uh, I wish it were all that uh, masculine and such, but unfortunately it was not. I was uh, up late last night with a bit of a cough. Right. And the cough had gotten to the point where I was wheezing for breath, and so I was in a hurry to perhaps get to the bathroom because I thought I was going to throw up. Or I don't know where I was going, but I creamed right into a, a piece of furniture uh, and, and, and went I first, so to speak. Right. And so when you saw me this morning, I stupidly, I, I thought <laughs> I thought I could still work today. So I got in the car and I got some lunch and I drove to work. And then I looked in the mirror and uh, the rear view mirror, that is, mm-hmm. before I exited the vehicle. And I saw that there was a, a great deal of blood. Now, when I say blood, it's not. I also like blood. How, I also like how you preface the story with, oh, it wasn't that bad. And then you proceed. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't sound that bad to me. It, do, it does. Sound, well, you know, I, I was having a hard time breathing and I thought I had to throw up. So I. <laughs> Bash my face in some furniture. I'd like to clarify what uh, type of furniture did you run into, and was it? I mean, were you were you bent over? Did you fall into it? Did you trip? Like, must, how did no, it, how, this ha- how did this happen? The furniture uh, ju- furniture jumped up and punched him in the face, Dave. No, but that's I what I mean. I mean, was it furniture. like what type? Like, please, can you be a little bit more specific? I must know what type of furniture sure. you rammed into. Sure. My mother has some cabinetry in wow. her living room. Got it. And it it's where you hold your tchotchkelas, to use a phrase that I first learned from Dave. Yes. And it's a cabinet here, 
and I was doubled over because I was coughing. Right. And so as I was doubled over, I was trying to move quickly to get to the other room. And that's where I lunged into that. I wasn't paying attention to where I was going. I think my eyes may have even been closed. Right. And I lunged into, <laughs> I lunged into the cabinetry. And then the next thing I recall, uh, uh, being on the floor, looking upward in an immense amount of pain. Wow. Thinking how stupid Man. I was. Wow. Okay. Well, okay. And, so, and, But please continue your story you after you looked at yourself in the mirror and then came in yeah. and told Michael the story. Yeah. Well, what, what I was seeing was a blood blister. I mean, it wasn't that, it wasn't Phew. like, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't liquid blood. It was blood, you know, within a, I don't know what the technical term is for it. She called it a hemadupla or something like oh, that. Oh, it was a hematoma. Yeah, it was a hematoma. Yeah. Well, I do. That's ha- perfect. Very good, Dave. I, I do have to say it, it is quite jarring um, when you injure yourself and, and, and you look in the mirror and see yourself uh, slightly disfigured. Richard, you'll remember this. I, I had a non-dairy cheesecake, which I didn't <laughs> know was made with cashews. And so yeah. I ate. The uh, which I, you know, I'm allergic to nuts, Dave. And uh, I ate the entire uh, thing of cheesecake. And then like uh, a couple hours later, uh, my face was starting to swell up and contort. The only thing I could really uh, uh, compare it to are those uh, scenes in the werewolf movies where they're transforming. And uh, so, yeah, that's 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 very um, disconcerting. But uh, it sounds like you're okay. Yes, I'm fine. They told me that it wasn't. They just want me to watch out for a concussion. Yeah. It looks a lot worse than it is. And it didn't look that bad last night, which is right. why I dismissed it and thought, oh, I'll have a little bruise. Right. But it was the hematoma right. that freaked me out because then I thought, oh, well, right. what if there's Cause it looked bleeding like, elsewhere? Right. It's look, it looked like you got into a fight when I saw you this morning. Right. Did they, again, did they, drain, the, uh, did they drain the hematoma at the doctor? That's personal, no. Dave. <laughs> I was told to put ice on it during the day, and it would go down by itself, and it should be gone within a couple of weeks. Okay. Well, that's good, Richard. Right. Uh, uh, you, you had uh, – I wasn't super worried because uh, you did uh, convince me that you were with it enough to uh, drive yourself to medical attention under your own power, but uh, glad there's no, like, uh, you know, any any more ill effects than just a boo-boo. So uh, we'll let you go and get your rest uh, because it sounds like you didn't get much sleep last night, and uh, we'll see you soon. Okay, thank you, fellas. I appreciate Feel better, you phoning Rich. in. Yeah, I love being on the horn. I was going to say you might be the, you might be the first person we've ever actually gotten on the horn. Wow! Wow! Poetic Excellent. justice. Okay, see you tomorrow, <laughs> Richard. But don't push yourself. Okay. okay, thank you, fellas. Thank you for holding down Fort. Thank God bless you. you. I'm fine. Just oh. say a little prayer for me. Okay, I'm doing that right now. Oh, that's okay. nice. Thank bye, you. Bye, bye, Richard. Bye, folks. Thank you. Ah, what so, a crazy story. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's not that crazy. Well, I was double over I mean, pain, and know, then I woke up unconscious, my, and my uh, eyes were not working. Man. Anyway. I mean, wow. Uh, you know, those 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 damn cabinets that right. our parents have. All oh, right, man. Well, I guess let's start the show here, Dave. And uh, I, I have to say, um, I'm already sick of the 2024 presidential election. 
And we haven't even made it through the 2022 midterm. We haven't made even made it through the primary for the 2022 midterm. No, I mean, you know, um, it's only going to get more exciting for you moving forward. Well, and so News Nation, which is one of these like fledgling cable news uh, channels that are trying to take a run at like CNN and MSNBC, uh, used to be WGN on your cable package. They put out a poll um, to their viewers and the poll found that a majority of Americans, um, according to their viewership, don't want either Joe Biden or Donald Trump to, to run in 2024. Uh, 60% of the voters said they that Biden shouldn't run. 57% said that Trump shouldn't run. Um, they were asked if President Biden chose not to run for re-election in 2024, who would you most prefer to see as the Democratic candidate? 44% of the vote went to some guy named someone else. On the Republican side, 38% of the vote went to a guy named someone else. So he looks like he's the bipartisan favorite. But I got to tell you, Dave, I kind of feel like it's inevitable that inevitable or at least highly likely that we might be heading towards a Donald Trump, Joe Biden rematch. I think I 100 percent agree with you. And I think it is going to be a election if that is the case that uh, the speculation on whether or not this can go through without um, the aura of, you know, voter fraud or uh, the election was stolen or something else is just, I don't think that we'll ever be able to have an election again where people don't now think that it's there's no way to do it where people think it's on the up and up. Yeah. Well, and, and honestly, Dave, to me, the only thing worse than Joe Biden being elected to a second term is Donald Trump getting elected to his second term. Uh, but it seems like it, it's always the least popular candidates that seem to be the ones who win the nomination. Not so much in in, in 2020. Obviously, um, uh, Donald Trump was the incumbent and uh, Joe Biden. Most people were ambivalent on him. Uh, they remember the Joe Biden from the Obama years. And he kind of just he he just kind of was, was odd man out. And he kind of like stumbled his way. Into Don't you remember that like uh, Biden was like down with the. To, to get the nomination for the Democrats. And then he just kind of at the end, right. Kind of just came out of nowhere and well, just started to pull away. Well, it, he started off looking like he, he, he was going to cruise to it and then he kept screwing it up. And then somehow everyone else started screwing it up and, and, and it just kind of, <laughs> the week of the primary, it going to be like Bernie Sanders for the longest time. Um, it was supposed to be Kamala Harris, Bernie Sanders, but, Um, Going back to 2016, you know, Elizabeth Warren mixed in. Right. Everyone kind of had their chance being the the front runner. And then they screw it up. Back in 2016, there was no there was no incumbent. Um, And I remember everyone saying, I don't care who's president as long as it's not Hillary or Donald Trump. And who are the two nominees? Hillary and Donald Trump. So I don't understand how everyone's least favorite candidates end up being the final nominees. I don't know. I, I, if there's one thing that I truly do not understand, it is what politics have become in our country and how everything that should have nothing to do with politics have become 
political. Right. And, and, and it almost seems like litigation now is the new campaign strategy. Um, a lot of people suing, uh, a lot of people investigating, um, you know, the, the, the protocols. And of course, and here in Michigan, it's worked to a point. You, you had five uh, gubernatorial candidates on the Republican side uh, disqualified because they couldn't get their crap together with the signatures. But uh, I don't know, Dave, I think maybe it's because the quote unquote most hated candidates are the ones who elicit a more, most passionate response you know, everyone who liked Trump hated Hillary to begin with. Everyone who liked Hillary hated Trump to begin with. So um, but that means that the people who liked these respective candidates were very passionate about them. And so maybe that's why these polarizing figures seem to keep getting nominated, even though everyone you talk to says they want to vote for anyone but those two. I mean, do you remember uh, the hanging chads back uh, in the Gore Bush uh, days? Yeah, that was the last and election before I could vote, you know, uh that was like just, you know, you would never see anything like that before. Yeah. And now until and now we've got the, you know, election uh, voting uh, nonsense. So um, I thought that we'd never see anything like the hanging chads again, which was crazy. And now we have this. So uh, needless to say that this upcoming the primaries, the midterms, the, uh, the next election, and it doesn't matter. It can be on the state level. Or on the uh, national level, nobody trusts anybody anymore. It's all very interesting. There are two buzzwords that I think I'm going to be sick to death of by the end of uh, the 2024 election. Number one, kitchen table issues. Nobody eats dinner at a kitchen table anymore. Valid point. Uh, I eat my dinner over the sink. And if you have a family, you're probably watching in front. So I don't know. Maybe uh, you call them uh, eating over the kitchen sink issues. Or TV trays <laughs> in go. front of Netflix issues. There you go. Also, this whole political outsider business. Um, it started with Obama. It really got ramped up with Donald Trump. And uh, it's it's just a tired trope. It's like, am I going to show up at a hospital and say, make me a head of surgery. I'm a medical outsider. I can't be bought. No, you don't want someone who doesn't know what they're doing. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, pulling it's, the, it's you, very you gotta, interesting. You got to know where the bodies are buried. And uh, as we saw with the five candidates who uh, couldn't get their signatures uh, straight here in, in Michigan on the gubernatorial side of the Republican Party, um, being a political outsider is mostly a liability and very rarely um, a an advantage. Yeah, it's very uh, it's going to be very interesting as uh, we move forward. And uh, like I said, you know, it's just every single topic uh, that comes up, it becomes political. So, yeah. All right, Dave, let's get into your stack of stuff here. Well, uh, the first story that we have today, uh, you know, has to do with something you're very familiar with, which is TikTok. Yeah, I've heard of it. And uh, there's a new product that's taking over TikTok, and that is the the pink sauce. And I've never heard of this, but you have heard of this. Well, I've heard of it. N number one, I haven't seen it on TikTok. So that, that just goes to show you how different everyone's algorithms are. I have not heard about it on TikTok. I've, I, I've read about it like uh, on like the front page of Yahoo saying new TikTok trend is pink sauce. So I, I, I've heard, I've been told that it's on TikTok, but I haven't seen it on TikTok. What the heck is pink sauce well, and why is it so controversial? Apparently, uh, the, the dipping sauce, this pink sauce was crafted by the 
TikTok creator, and I hope I'm saying is it Chef Pie? Is that the how's it spelled? It's like it's C H E F and then P I. I know how I know how Chef is spelled. So how do you spell Pie? P I I. Pie P. Yeah. P, okay. Chef P, whatever. We'll call him Chef, Chef Pie. P. Chef P. So anyway, uh, this is a condiment, and uh, this sauce that he started, or actually, um, they they put it uh, it's a her actually okay so they started she started pouring it over uh various foods uh in early june like chicken euros tacos and more okay and it looks like um pepto-bismol so uh what's uh, so but like why is it controversial it is it, is it supposedly dangerous well our kids doing the pink to, sauce challenge according and- to the website when these are some of the main ingredients for the condiment pink sauce okay Water, okay. sunflower seed oil, okay, raw that's... honey, okay, distilled so... vinegar, all right, uh, dragon fruit. I don't know what that is. Garlic, okay, uh, pink Himalayan sea salt, all right, and less than two percent of dried spices, lemon juice, milk, and citric acid. I mean, sounds good other than the dragon fruit. So why is it? I, I, I mean, is it apparently it tastes like ranch dressing? Okay, and they just wanted it to have. It's like a sweet. It says it isn't is it, a like a sweet ranch. Yeah, isn't there like some kind of? Uh, there's a controversy around it, though, isn't there? She decided to make it pink to have a naturally pink color, and p- plenty of people have had questions about it, and several users have pointed out the uh, inconsistencies with the nutritional label for the sauce. This sounds uh, like a very lame controversy. I, yeah, I, I don't know why this is such big news. Um, like not, like it, you brought it up. I said, let's talk about it because I've heard a lot about it. But uh, yeah, I don't know why it's so controversial. People are saying that, like, if it's got milk in it, how are you going to ship it uh, in warm weather? And they're like, they're very concerned about this. Mm. So um, I don't know why people are so hyped up about. OK, they're worried the about sauce. food poisoning. But I, I mean, maybe. But it sounds like I mean, if you know, if you if you have a good dragon fruit guy, you can make it your yourself. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I would try it. It seems to me like you could just, yeah, exactly. But um, but according, according to those ingredients, it didn't sound like there was milk in acor- it. It says that according to the TikTok uh, creator, they've been using it and uh, giving it to clients for about a year now, and uh, no one's ever gotten sick. So read me those ingredients one more time. The ingredients are water, okay. sunflower seed oil. Okay. Raw honey, raw honey, distilled vinegar, okay, uh, dragon fruit, garlic, uh, pink Himalayan sea salt, and less than two percent of dried spices, lemon juice, milk, and citric acid. Oh, milk. Okay, a little bit of milk. Yeah, well, I so, I can't have it. And according to some people are upset because the the, the bottle can, it says it contains four hundred and forty four servings of pink sauce, and they are saying that that there's not enough in there to get that many. Right. Uh, so. Well, that's like everything. Like you look at yeah. the nutritional label of Fritos, and it's like serving size two Fritos. Yeah. So a TikTok video that was posted Thursday, uh, she apologized for the issues related to the launch of the pink sauce, including discrepancies with the nutritional label. All right. So she said the grams were mixed up with the serving size and there's actually 30 servings of pink sauce per bottle. While originally it was supposed to be 444 servings. Okay, so people aren't getting as much for their money. Correct. And, okay. they're, and they're selling well, it, you know, and then apparently she said the team is working to get the price of the pink sauce down because people have been paying 20 bucks a, a bottle for this stuff. Well, I must say, Dave, that's a very underwhelming controversy. I, I should have vetted that story before we went to hey, it. You know, controversy, you can make a big controversy about anything these days. We, we know that. Next topic. 
Next topic takes us out to our um, up north is Charlevoix, Michigan, which I'm sure you've been to a couple times. Probably. I get my and I get my CH, my Sheboygans, my Charlevoix all mixed up. I'm sure I've been a, to one. Uh, a restaurant called the East Park Tavern in, Char mm -hmm. in Charlevoix that had this sign the other day. Uh, due to the mistreatment of our servers, our kitchen is closed. Good. And they closed early. Good. Because their servers were being mistreated by the customers. Good for them. You know, I, I the customer is always right, is complete crap. I mean, if, if someone is coming into your place of business and just being an, uh, uh, an entitled a-hole and making everyone's life miserable, you don't want their money anyway. This uh, this happened during the annual Charlevoix Venetian Festival. It's estimated 100,000 people passed through the city during the eight day celebration. So this was a big time, a big, you know, for this restaurant. Right. Probably one of their big weekends yeah. of the year. And, right. And the, and the uh, general manager, Lara Moore, said that her staff had been taking a beating all week. And it was hard to watch your friends fall apart around you, she said. So somebody had to step in and take care of them. And that's her job as a manager. Good. So she shut it down. Good. She shut it down. And that was it. And uh, this was because, you know, these short staff restaurants are um, just getting absolutely killed. Two things. I think that you, you have lack of workers that so people are working longer hours right and then the people who go to visit and this is tourist season for michigan obviously in the summer uh they're not getting the probably service that they're used to and they're getting a little irritated and they're taking it out on the servers which is probably wrong well by now people why why hasn't it gotten through people's skulls that um you know, places are still short staffed. The people who are working there are probably new. Like you would think, and obviously this all started during the pandemic, right? Yeah. We're two and a half years into this. By now, don't you think most people would have learned that, look, we need a little more patience. Your dining out experience is not the same as it was pre-pandemic. I don't know. I, I, I mean, unless, unless someone's being outwardly rude to me, I usually can cut them some slack. Right. She said that guests were facing long wait times and growing impatient and began seating themselves at dirty tables, pushing together furniture and becoming hostile. And she said she had to physically escort out, uh, uh, escort out a couple people. Well, and that's scary, too, because, um, you know, we, we've been hearing about um, how um, a lot of these things can escalate into violence or danger. So, um Good for that manager. And like I said, I, I mean, you know, there's a couple schools of thought when it comes to successfully running a business. Um, a, the customer is always right, which I said I, I think is BS. Um, you should you should do your best to accommodate the customer. But there are some customers that can't be accommodated. And the other school of thought is that your success is dependent on your people. And it sounds like this woman uh, is, is subscribing to the second part. Is she? I'm sorry. She, she she posted about this on Facebook and she's actually gotten mixed reviews on what she did from people. So, well, some people agree, <laughs> some people disagree. <laughs> Those people disagree are probably a-holes who had to be uh, ex escorted, escorted out of her uh, restaurant. Well, good for her, Dave. Next topic. So uh, this uh, next topic kind of hits home with you since I heard you talking about this earlier. Oh, and that is. Um, Uber having to teach people how <laughs> right. to open Tesla doors if they drive a Tesla. Oh, yeah. And please tell us your experience 
with your Uber from the other day. Right. Uh, this past weekend, a couple of friends and I went to the uh, the hottest ticket in town, Dave, the Detroit City Football Club. Uh, for those of us in the English world, uh, they're a soccer team in Hamtramck. And uh, we got an Uber down there. And on the way back, we called an Uber uh, to pick us up. And uh, it, it, it was a lot busier down by that stadium than you thought. And our, our driver was across the street and it would have taken him forever to make a left against stadium traffic. So my friends and I just, you know, we just ran out to the Uber and, uh, you know, normally when you open, uh, when you run out to a car, uh, the, the, the handle there is pretty self-explanatory. Uh, but this was a uh, Tesla. So I was like, uh, I, I was like a caveman seeing fire for the first time. I was sitting there. I couldn't figure out how to open up the damn, uh, the, the damn door. And the uh, driver literally had to open up all three doors from inside. Uh, for future reference, instead of lifting a handle, you push in on the uh, right uh but uh, and then on the way out he had to give us a tutorial on how to get out which is uh different than getting in on the on the way out you have to put your thumb on something and then it opens so right. uh yeah there's there's a bit of a learning curve for those of us who uh, grew up with the um uh internal combustion engine and traditional door handles getting into and out of an uber right so uber has figured this out too and they have a, a tutorial with the following instructions to open the door, push wide part of handle with thumb. Right. Then grab and pull handle to open. Yeah. So is that accurate? Uh, I don't know because uh, to, to get in, the driver just opened it for us. I'm going to uh, take your word for, for it. And uh, by the way, Dave, that video you sent me of your five-year-old niece opening up the Tesla door uh, when I couldn't was, was very helpful. I will, I will keep that for future I reference. I thought that uh, that would help you um, Thank for you. future time. You're yes. always thinking of me. Yeah. So um, for all you uh, people who get an Uber or a Lyft with a Tesla, you now know how to open and to get in and how to open to get out. Thank you, Mike Parsons. Here's my uh, here's my suggestion before we move on topics, Dave. Um, if you know you're going out and you're going to be getting an Uber before you even leave, um look up a YouTube tutorial on how to open up an Uber door, because uh, by the time you call the Uber, um, you might not have very good uh, uh, reception on your phone, or you might be too buzzed to operate uh, any type of uh, EV machinery. So if you know you're going out, uh, maybe before you leave, just make sure that uh, you're well-versed in opening and closing a Tesla, and uh, you will not be subject to embarrassment like How that. How was the FC game? I hear that it's growing in popularity. It's fun, Detroit man. soccer. Yeah, it's uh they got their own little soccer hooligan section called the the the, the Northern Guard who okay. does a bunch of cheers and lights off smoke bombs. It's an experience. Get down there if you if you can. It's a lot of fun. Uh even if you don't like soccer, it's still a fun experience. Okay. Cool. Next topic. This story is is crazy. It comes from You say Mo that comes, about every comes, story. It, this comes from uh, Moscow. So a seven-year-old boy competing in a Russian chess tournament had his finger broken. Yes, you heard me right. Had his Jesus. finger broken by his robot opponent, according to the Moscow Chess Fe uh, Federation. Was this the Ivan Drago bot? I, I mean, so a tournament official said the child was partially at fault in the July 19th <laughs> incident and continued his Sounds participation like blaming to me, Dave. in the event his finger was put into a plaster cast. So apparently what had happened was the boy 
did not give the robot enough time to respond to his move. Then the robot grabbed him when he reached for one of the pieces. Yeah. And there are video incident. There are videos that right. have surfaced of the and, uh, robot breaking the boy's finger. And you are sick because you said, oh, maybe I should send you this video so that uh, we can watch. Oh, yeah. we, we can watch ah, it on yeah. the uh, on the video stream. Yeah. Who wants to watch this, Dave? If it I'm shows... watching anything and they show me a video of a child having his finger broken by a robot, I'm never watching that thing again. What makes this story even more interesting is, is that, that is that it sounds like Skynet. Is that Sergey Smagin, Smagin, whatever his last yeah. name is, Moscow Chess Federation's You're vice doing great president, with names tonight. added in an interview with the RIA Nastovius that there are no plans to ban the robot. Wow. But safety precautions will be evaluated. No mercy, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, this is crazy. So you've got, so you've got it's a cold society over you've got, there. You've got, and, and the fact that's that the why boy, we're at war with, well, I guess we're not. Props to the seven year old boy for yeah. getting his finger uh, plastered up. And uh, he continued. See, that's because, the difference between America and, <laughs> exactly. and, and those cold Soviets over there exactly. in Russia. They're like uh, some kid over here gets their uh, finger broken by a robot. We have a whole bunch of regulations against chess playing robots. Right. And Over in Russia, the get up, you are weak. Yeah. You know, this boy is ranked as one of the top 30 chess players under nine years old in Moscow. So this is an important guy. Well, sure. All right. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't like the thought of robots being smart enough to play chess and now they can do physical damage. The robot grabbed his hand and yeah. broke his finger. If uh, it's crazy. Yeah. What a crazy story. Yeah. Yeah. It it gives me the creeps and and it makes me think uh, it gives me Rocky. Is it Rocky three vibes? Rocky four. Rocky four. My bad. Yes. Rocky three was Clubber Lang. Correct. My bad. All right. Next topic, Dave. So everybody's talking about this. I just uh, had the first one of these the other day. The save the Choco Taco. Right. From Klondike. I am uh, I am of the, the school that this is a publicity stunt. Well, according to Klondike, they uh, said this is not a publicity stunt and that uh, they are going to do what they can to save the Choco Taco. Right. And uh, after after all this backlash, oh, now everyone wants a Choco Taco. We'll see if we can bring it back. Okay. Right. And what's so funny about it is that after news broke of the tacos axing as they say uh senator chris murphy a democrat from connecticut quipped to his more than one million twitter followers that he was going to take drastic measures in order to keep the choco taco around his tweet said tomorrow i'm introducing legislation to invoke the defense protection protection act mandate to continue manufacturing of the choco tacos please call your senator and demand a co-sponsor Finally, an elected oh, official hilarious. doing the business of the people, Dave. Exactly. I, uh, now, I got I to gotta burst everyone's bubble on the Choco Taco. It's the exact same thing as the drumstick, just in just in taco form. The drumstick is a cone. The Choco Taco is a drumstick in taco form. Well, not only had I never seen one, I'd never tasted one. And right. then two days in a row downstairs where we work right they had the choco taco for three dollars for three dollars yeah. in the ice cream chest yeah and uh 
I got to tell you, it was great. Right. I mean, it's. A, I mean, do you a, feel some sadness that? Uh, I don't know if I necessarily feel some sadness because you've I walked don't, this earth I, for seventy years without a choco. You know, taco. I don't have the memories of getting it from the ice cream man, which is where apparently right. it originated. I always got the baseball mitt with the gum. Right. Yeah, that's what you were saying. Yeah. So, uh, hopefully, Klondike can keep the choco taco alive because it seems that there is a lot of people that are not happy with this decision to get rid of it. This is the Disney effect, all right? Disney, what what they, I don't know if they do this anymore because of Disney Plus, but back when home video was the predominant medium, they would like release release their movies on on tape and then put them in the vault for like twenty years, right? And then we're opening the vault, and you only have so much time to for no other reason than to create pent up demand, artificial pent up demand. Correct. So I'm not buying it. I can't eat. Uh, Chaco Taco anyway, because uh, right. my tummy can't. Uh, uh, it's weak like that child who got his finger broken by the robot. It can't digest dairy. But uh, I'll be happy for you, Dave, because yeah, you've I mean, had two Chaco Tacos in yeah, two days. And it's uh, I want to get some more. You're on borrowed time. I know. All right. Next topic. This I know. And I know I always say this, but this I know will hit home to you yeah. because of the fact that your favorite holiday is involved. And Hershey's have said that it will not be able to meet Halloween demand this year. Wow. Wow, that's very sad. I know, because yeah. Halloween is like your favorite time of the year. Yeah, although I can't eat, again, I can't eat the Hershey's. It um, says that they will not be able to fully meet customer demand for the October ho- for the October holiday after their second quarter results came out for their uh, company. Yeah. So what, are they short-staffed? Are they uh, pulling a grift on us? What? Consumers are demanding more regular and Halloween-themed candy than Hershey can make, at least for right now. So it sounds like it's a supply issue. So it sounds like we're getting fatter because if mm-hmm. uh, because all of a sudden uh, people want more chocolate than Hershey can make. What, what changed between uh, this year and uh, every year that Hershey's been in business? It says that because of the pandemic... And during they're they're having ongoing supply chain issues. Oh, so they okay. just can't get it's always the stuff. that damn supply chain. They've they've had to reduce production of the uh, less popular items, or as in the case of the Choco Taco, which was mentioned also in this story, <laughs> cut them all together. Yeah. Could you imagine if someone uh, gave out Choco Taco on Halloween? Night? By the time it got home, it's just a, just a melty mess. Yeah. Well, sorry, kids. Guess you're getting pennies. I guess you can blame the pandemic because during the pandemic, the the interest in Halloween and sweets just got stronger. Yeah. So, right. Because we're yeah. we're stress board eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're going to try to do their best they can. But this likely means. Uh, sorry, kids. M&Ms. You're all Snickers, Skittles, uh, Brock's. First of all, this that, that is Brock. This is the candy corn. Oh, horrible candy! Oh my god! Yeah, horrible. You know, Dave, uh, yeah. that is. Uh, I would say candy corn is probably one of the most uh, divisive. Oh. Yes. You know what? Are terrible though. I think we can all agree that those little caramel candies that come in the black and orange wrapper are the absolute worst. Like you would get those in your maybe a little closer um, to to Halloween. We'll do power rankings of the most um, disappointing things you get. Oh, for sure. You get. Uh, those little caramel candies that come in the black and orange wrapper. Right. Um, pennies were always a bummer. <laughs> right. A lot of people say they hated potato chips. I liked getting potato chips because I would I, it, it would help me carbo load in the middle. I'm getting sure. a little peckish going, right. and and right. so I right. I'm gifted these potato chips. Um, 
and kids like potato chips unless they they come in your uh, Halloween. Basket. One of the other problems, uh, according to the story, is uh, higher dairy prices and scarce ingredients, and that has a largely related to the war in Ukraine. Yeah, that makes sense. The so, world's go- world's going to hell. And the children are are paying the so, price. So I it. mean, if you're going to affect Michael's favorite holiday, which is Halloween, well, he's not going to be happy about it. Look, as long as I can turn on AMC and see Michael Myers any time of the day in October, as long as the uh, haunted hayrides are still open. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm past. I'm past the uh, the the candy accumulation. Yeah, you're a big fan phase. of the haunted hayrides, aren't you? So, and, the, uh, and the haunted houses and all that fun stuff. So sucks to be the kids, Dave. Yeah, but I mean, I'll be okay. Does that mean we're gonna get more like popcorn balls and? Right. More bags of chips. Have a, have a toothbrush, and, kids. You know, yeah. um, what are they? I guess one of the other things we might want to cover is not only the hierarchy of candy, but what's going to go in place of the candy if they can't keep up with the demand? What What are we going to get to see? What new things? You know, we're going to get like matchbox cars. It's right. going to be like, like, what are they going to give? Uh, you're going to get like uh, a coupon of 35% off shake and bake, whatever is around the house. I don't know. Like, what's Michael putting out uh, on his door for the kids? I mean, th- there'll be other things. Laffy Taffy, I guess. <laughs> you know, <laughs> now, Dave, now, now, later's Dave. Guess what? <laughs> and we got to get out of here. But since we brought it up, one year, the first year, my wife and I had a house. We went out and bought a whole bunch of full size candy bars because I'm like, you know, growing up, I was like. The people giving out full-size and king-size candy bars are the absolute coolest. That's who I want to be when I grow up. And uh, we we also realized, oh, maybe we didn't buy enough. So we also went and bought some Laffy Taffy to 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 supplement. And, uh, you know, we put the bowl in front of the kids and we said, go ahead and take, take your choice of a couple. The Laffy Taffy went much faster than the full-size candy bars. And this was like good stuff. This was Hershey's. This was Twix. Um Kit Kats, peanut butter cups, like like the good stuff, and the kids like the Laffy Taffy. So, huh? who's to hey, say? You know what? Whatever. Uh, we didn't Dave. have we <laughs> very good. <laughs> uh, we didn't have time to get the, to this today, so maybe uh, next week when Rich is back, I uh, revealed something very shocking about you in the last episode about how um, dogs seem to be underwhelmed by your presence, and we found out the origin story as to why this week. Maybe we'll get to that next week. Yeah, we'll need some more time. Yeah, but for the time being, thanks for bearing with us. Uh, Hopefully our Richard will be back next week. Get well, Rich. And uh, thanks for listening. Bye.